0: Over 30 years of advice for your house, home, castle, or cabin. Y'all have things you want to get done. It's Rosie on the house.
1: Bringing it into my house. Opening the door wide open. Y'all come on in and get comfortable. If there's a project you're trying to tackle around your house, home, castle, or cabin... You can phone us this morning and we can talk about it. one 767 4348 And then we can share with all the other listeners what it is you're trying to tackle and what our experience in the building and remodeling world of Arizona homeownership uh, can do to help you and educate the rest of the listeners. Uh, it's really pretty humbling to think about uh, what we call Rosie on the House. In the last 33 years, we've been the number one weekend radio talk show in the whole state of Arizona. We've got almost 10,000 hours of broadcast, airtime, recorded material that we have shared with as many as five different radio stations at one time. Over 1,000 newspaper articles in print and on-air question answered over 12 questions. We've got email subscription newsletters delivered to the tune of 7.8 million. Theoretically, that means we've mailed enough newsletters out to reach every single man, woman, and child in the state of Arizona. We have answered approximately 26,000 questions during the week with people that couldn't get in during the show that were answering questions for them all week long. Now I have to tell you, with the popularity of the show and the number of people that are tuning in, it would help us a lot if y'all would call the show. Uh, we uh, we the 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 need for the information has become so vast that we hardly have enough staff at the office during the week to keep up with the load. We get probably. Am I exaggerating when I say we probably get 40 inquiries a month just on the topic of (laughs) supercooling? And how many times can you answer that same question over and over and over again? We have a couple uh, inquiries this week about air conditioning specifically that I'll address here on air. We we have a testimony about a homeowner that uh, decided to get a second opinion for an air conditioning repair. First quote he got was from a non-Rosie certified air conditioning service provider. The second quote was from a Rosie certified air conditioning provider. Of the two quotes, he elected to go with the Rosie certified contractor, saved him $1700, and he wrote in a great testimony for that particular air conditioning contractor those are the kind of honest proposals you can expect to receive when you're dealing with a rosy partner. Now with that said, I want to I want to reach out to all of you that listen and then you want to call our office during the week and complain to us about the non-rosy certified contractor experience you've had. Y'all have to understand, we are not a governing agency. We have absolutely no authority over a contractor providing work at your house that isn't Rosie certified. So we can't, and y'all get frustrated with us because we can't help you. Well, that's what the registrar of contractors is for. Oh, but they're not licensed either. Well, then you're on your own. I'm sorry. We've been on this education curve now for over 30 years. Don't put someone on your home that's not licensed. Register contractors is your first line of defense if things don't work out. And then if you're really interested in getting the best of the best, then you'll go to the Rosie Certified Referral Network, which has been the number one referral network in the entire state of Arizona for over 13 years. So we feel like we've been here long enough, doing it long enough to earn your trust, uh, but we don't have the resources to help everyone outside of the network. So I hope I hope y'all can understand that position. We're here to take calls, one 767 4348 Howie's on the phone right now calling from Anthem. Let's see if we can bring Howie into the conversation and help him. At his house. Good morning, Howie.
2: Good morning, Rosie. Thanks for taking my call.
1: What are you up to today?
2: Well, we're thinking about doing some flooring in the house. Okay. I've got three different opinions from three different professionals. Okay. And three different answers. All right. We're looking at taking the carpet out of the four bedrooms and perhaps leaving the tile in the rest of the house or taking it out. And I'm wondering... If we're leaving it in, or, and do we go over the top with flooring? Do we take the tile out and start with nothing?
1: Well, a lot of that depends on what finished flooring you're desiring and the integrity of the tile that's already there. There are um, luxury vinyl tiles that can be laid over some ceramic tile. You have to be careful With your grout recesses, you don't want those to telegraph through. But some of the travertine surfaces that have flush grout uh, can get laid over pretty easy. Um, The fact that you've had three out, they've all given you three different opinions. Um, The number one criteria is going to be what do you want finished? Now, the carpet that's coming out of the bedrooms, what are you going back with in there? The
2: luxury vinyl. Okay.
1: And is it the luxury vinyl you're thinking about overlaying the ceramic tile with?
2: Yes.
1: Now you'll have, a, you'll have a clumsy little transition every place the tile, where every place you overlay the tile that you're not overlaying, there's going to be a little quarter round threshold piece going to have to be applied there. Um, if you were going to go with the luxury vinyl tile throughout the house... I would be inclined to take the tile up and I would be inclined. And and that's going to cost you about two to $3 a square foot. Um, Unless you do it with the dust free application, that's going to cost you about $5 a square foot. But I can tell you, generally speaking, the dust free tile removal is worth the extra money for all of the grief It saves you and the contractor in the cleanup stage to get it back ready to relay the tile. So, yes, there are products we can overlay ceramic tile with. Know that you're going to have to deal with transitions when you're laying the vinyl tile straight to the concrete or straight on top of the tile. Uh, For that reason alone, I'd be inclined to think very heavily about going ahead and taking the tile up there are about three dust-free tile removal services in the valley and uh, I would certainly get a quote from them because it's either going to come up in sheets by the tile
0: or it's going to come up in powder like a dust and it's not uncommon to get three different opinions from three different experts and that's what it is it's an opinion this isn't something structural so it's not like there's a, a code that you have to follow for this. There's best practices installing, uh, and a lot of that has to do with how we do uh, the removal of the old product. But getting getting three opinions from three people is, is not uncommon at all. And, and it's good. It's good to have a variety of different ideas to consider because there are endless options out there. Romy, let me address one of the calls we
1: took this week. While we line up, we've got other callers coming in. But Miss Eleanor called in and she says she has a friend who's running an evap cooler in her house as well as the air conditioning unit. And it doesn't seem to be getting the house comfortable. It's really hot, and both units are running. Miss Eleanor, I hope you're listening. Never run an evap cooler into the same space that you're trying to air condition you may think you're saving money by pre-cooling the air before the air conditioner has to handle it but you're actually making the air conditioner work many times harder than it needs to evap cooling basically in a dry environment cools you off by adding a little humidity to the air and a draft you need the draft and you need the humidity when the humidity and the dew point, when the humidity goes up, dew point exceeds 50, the air conditioner is now sucking moisture out, and that's how it's cooling it. So you're asking the air conditioner on a hot day to do the hardest thing possible. Cool off warm, moist air. Never run an evap cooler into the same space you were trying to air condition turn the cooler off, and just rely on your air conditioner. There's a reason air conditioning units go to Houston to die. And Houston is the most air-conditioned city in the world.
0: Our weekly to-do will come up in the next segment. We're going to be talking about surge protection and lightning protection we've got bob ross of lightning busters who'll be joining us on the line and how that can help protect your home castle or cabin the one-time install is one of the cheapest uh insurance policies but you only have to buy it once that's right unlike insurance you got it comes around every month let's get to judy at one triple eight seven six seven four three four eight that's one triple eight, Rosie, for you. If you'd like to talk about your home, castler cabin, she's online. For the buttons on my side don't work, so we'll get her brought up here. Judy, welcome to the program. How may we help you?
3: Thank you. Um, I heard you speak about insulating block. I have a. Ho- I'm in East Mesa. I have a house that's built in the '60s, and I've I've got one bedroom that has a a south east exposure which gets really hot and then i have the reason i'm in my house is i have a storage room that's like a basement um you know it's like probably 10 by 20 and it is just straight block it has not they they didn't do anything to insulate it or you know make a wall or you know where there would be anything so it's just straight block and that room gets really hot uh Again, I heard you talk about the insulating end. So if you could tell me more about that, how effective it is, and cost.
1: Great, Judy. Um, A 1960s masonry home built here in the valley is going to be a home of incredibly good bones. Um, So you've got a great house to start with. Unfortunately, back in the 60s, electricity was so cheap we builders back then weren't insulating block homes, uh, but they've come up with some technology in the 80s that allow us to go in there to your block home and fill the inside of the block with expanded foam. The company we recommend for you to do that is called Thermal Advantage. And their number is 329 Oh, two, eight, nine. You are going to be amazed at how much more comfortable your 1960s vintage masonry home will become. Not only will it become more comfortable, it's going to become much quieter. It's going to become much cleaner. And you're also going to see less insects and pests because they don't have the interior cavities of all those walls to live in anymore. It is extremely affordable. Uh, I live in a 1960s masonry home. Now, I had Thermal Advantage do my house a long, long time ago, uh, but I, I know I didn't spend over $1,400, and it's a 3,000-square-foot home. I don't know their current pricing now, but I can tell you this. If you've got that vintage home in masonry, This is the first place you should start. Second place you should start. First place you should start is make sure all your windows are screened and shaded. Uh, But I would do this and then I would probably invest in better windows if you haven't done so yet. Uh, The Pella fiberglass window is the perfect window for a 1960s vintage home. It's fiberglass. It won't radiate heat inside the house. It's got a great sun premium glass package in it. But that would be step three or step four. You start with thermal advantage. 1-888-329-0289. And um, and, and you call me back and you just, and you can thank me. You, You tell me how happy you are. When it's done, you can literally, I'm telling you, you can literally go in to your home while they're doing this in that southeast bedroom and you it'll be getting cooler as the foam is going in the wall. You'll truly be amazed. I've got a friend calling me from the East Coast. Sorry about that. <laughs> Anthony Walder wants to talk right now. <laughs> Oh, all right. I've got another question uh, that we got this week uh, that I want to address real quick. Joe had a question about running a mini split in his garage. Is it a good investment? I want to know if the garage needs to be insulated. The garage should be insulated. You're going to be a lot more comfortable in there. Both the exterior walls, the attic area, and your doors should be insulated. And you can self-insulate those doors if they're not already. A mini split is going to run you between $5,000 and $8,000 to install. But here's the good news. It, for a two-car garage with a mini split in the middle of the summer, it's only going to cost you about $30 a month to keep that garage below 80 degrees. We live with our garage at 76 degrees year-round, and I will never live in a home that doesn't have An air conditioning garage, and I will do that every time with a mini split. So, Joe, take a look at the air conditioning contractors at Rosie on the House. Have them come out. A big uh, consideration for what the cost is going to be is mounting, accessibility, and electric supply. We've got to get electric over to wherever we mount this unit. So, yes, uh, it was about 1986. We put evaporative coolers on our garages, and I thought, man, this is genius. This is unbelievable. I love this. And then it was about 1999, my air conditioning contractor said, tear those stupid things off. Let me put a mini split in there, and you'll never regret it, and I never have. It costs less to air condition your garage with a mini split than it costs to to try and cool it with an evap cooler. And with a mini-split, none of your tools will ever get rusty. So,
0: And what I told that homeowner uh, is to go ahead and do the air conditioning and not worry about the insulation. can do that. Um, depending on how much time you spend out there will then determine how much to spend on your insulation. If you just need it for spot application here and there on weekends, not as critical. If you're trying to keep it, you know, house temperature 24-7, Insulation's really critical. Great call, great call. One triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight Rosie for you. If you'd like to join the conversation, and when we return, we'll have Bob Ross of Lightning Busters.
1: Arizona, that's Sanderson Ford Country. I'm going to go to their website now, where you can actually shop for a car, you can actually get financed, and you actually have the car delivered to your home. You can shop at home, buy from home, and get it delivered to your home. But I'm on the particular page right now where they're sharing with us some of their recent customer reviews. Heidi, 5 star cameron five stars cameron actually says hey dan helped me get my first ever auto loan incredibly nice man never at any point did i feel pressured or overwhelmed by him it just goes on and on and on Excellent stories from real people, real citizens of Arizona getting in there. uh, Tracy says, I'm so excited. The honest car dealer and salesman, saleswoman still exists. Supply and demand with trucks right now is terrible. Most dealers are trying to charge additional addendums. Not so at Sanderson. The whole experience was phenomenal from trade value to sales price. Everything was fair and stress-free now. That's just what other people are saying about Sanderson Ford. Same things we've been saying for 30 years.
0: Doesn't matter who you are, you always get the same treatment at Sanderson Ford. 51st Avenue in Glendale of Car Buying is on your to-do this weekend. Do it on Saturday because they are not open on Sunday. 52 days a year, they're closed just on Sunday. They also do Christmas and extra days when it comes time for memorial day or depending on when easter falls and new Year's, so they're closed closer to 60 days a year and they're still the number one dealership service
1: number one in the country right here in glendale your community supporting sanderson ford family owned and operated
0: go and buy a car there you'll thank us one 767 4348 That's one rosie for you. if you'd like to join the conversation here in our open home hour, our 10 o'clock hour. And we also have our weekly to-do that we cover in this hour, a maintenance item to take care of to make sure your home is in top living order. Uh, it's a better way to keep your home. It's a better quality of life. You know, it, it's one of the sad things that we see is when somebody's fixing up their home to sell. And they get done, and they're like, "Gosh, we should have done this. How much more, you know, would we have enjoyed it if we had just done this for us? And now we're doing it to sell it for someone else. So, you know, and and a better maintained home like that uh, will sell faster than uh, your neighbor's home that might need a ton of work, and you'll get a better premium and more equity back to you. So, our weekly to do on staying connected this week talks about you know staying connected to Uh, your home by protecting your home's electronics with lightning and surge protection. And we've got Bob Ross of Lightning Busters joining us this beautiful Saturday morning. And Bob, you're out in Apache Junction and, you know, we're getting feeds and uh, from... Our texters talking about getting hit hard in Queen Creek and Gilbert. We got a notification to check out Snap Farm's Facebook page. They had some severe tree loss oh, and damage man. done uh, to their property. I'm sure there was some lightning somewhere out there because uh, we could see it from our home on that complete opposite side of town. Let's talk about keeping our home safe through
2: these se- these storms. <clears throat> yeah, we got hit pretty well, too. And that's when um, <clears throat> a lot of people say, boy, I wish I had that surge protection done or lightning protection done. But, um, you know, we were, we were pretty safe. And um, <clears throat> surge protection is the way to protect yourself. You know, everything we have um, is printed circuit boards, even, <clears throat> even air conditioners now. You know, in the old days, you had a washing machine. You can hit that with, with lightning and it will still work. <laughs> You know, well, all it's got is a, a relay, a motor, and that's it. Now everything else is sophisticated, and you know, printed circuit boards are really, really um, susceptible to, to surges because they can't handle that type of surge coming in. So, you know, our product, it, what we do is we put a, a surge protector on your on your main panel, and it's only one. We're you know, when you buy something like a computer or a TV, it says, we advise surge protection. And, and that's fine, but <clears throat> the surge protection that they have is kind of like a little capacitor, which just absorbs some of it. But you don't know if it's half full, if it's full, if not. And eventually, um, it's not going to hold it. It doesn't dissipate it. It just stores it. Where ours um, opens up in five nanoseconds. That's five billionth of a second. Gosh. It monitors, monitors it on your main panel. Even so just even measuring
0: even, five billionth of a second.
2: It <laughs> just, just really takes I to measure know. that. <clears throat> <laughs> well, I have to take their word for it.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but that's what it'll do. Um, even if it's one or two volts. Like, you know, you don't, you don't even realize that even one or two volts, what that'll do is it heats up the Printed circuit board cools it off, heats it up, cools it off, so it shortens the lifespan. Where this, even if it's two volts, it'll, this will open up in five nanoseconds, discharge it into ground, and close it back up. And it just keeps going. There's no maintenance on it. There's nothing you have to do, and um, it'll protect everything. Um, you know, again, Computers, refrigerators, air conditioners, it'll protect anything. And it's only one little one. That protects it because it's on the whole main panel.
1: It's whole house surge protection, much more reliable, much more secure uh, than going to the local hardware store or drugstore and buying a strip surge protector that uh, really isn't worth the money you're spending on it. It's not getting you any of the protection you think it's getting you. And so you might think what Bob's providing whole house surge protection surely costs thousands and thousands of dollars. It doesn't if, if I were king for a day, I would make surge whole house surge protection, a code requirement for every single home.
2: Yeah, they should, should. you know, you know, again, everything in your house, garage door opener, printed circuit, everything's printed circuit, TVs. And again, every time you buy something, it does say we recommend surge protection. But if you think about it, if you have to plug that in uh, to protect it, um, how many would you have to buy? And here, <laughs> right, right.
0: here's what we need to do. We need to get insurance to offer a discount on your home insurance if you have a surge protector. That's how you're going to get that done.
2: Uh-huh. So, and, and some companies will and some companies won't. And it, you know, it's, it's a shame, but they don't understand about it. And so that's why they don't do it. But again, even if you just buy this one, it's less than buying, you know, six, seven or eight of them. And not only that, you have to replace them. Where this one, you never have to replace.
1: And you don't know when to replace them because you don't know how many surges they have protected you right. from. So you're just guessing. This yeah. unit installs one time. <laughs> At your main electric panel, it's a lifetime, maintenance-free, cheapest insurance policy you can put on your home to protect every single thing that's plugged yep. into your electric grid system at your house. Now, Bob, uh, I think we probably got a couple people's attention. Uh, how would they get in touch with
2: you? They can call us at 480 229 six seven 46. Okay, one more time. 480 229 2646.
1: Okay, that's surge protection. Now, what's the difference between surge protection and lightning protection?
2: Okay, well, lightning protection, um, you know, as you know, um, we're number two now in the country for lightning strikes. And what happens is that um, lightning. If you ever were near lightning, you could feel a hair stand up, you know, on your arms and stuff. What that what that does is the lightning sends a corona down to try to find a good ground and then it goes back up again and then shoots down in five nanoseconds too. So what happens is that um, we put air terminals, which are those little 12-inch spikes. They're real. They're only about three-eighths of an inch. And what will happen is that when the lightning comes over, it'll hit, it dis- it'll absorb the shock. It'll shoot it down into ground and dissipate it. So that's all, all lightning is looking for is the ground. So if you don't have lightning protection, it'll hit something in your house. You know, it can hit the chimney. It can hit a fan. It can hit anything like that and destroy it. Or they, these air terminals will just discharge it right into the ground. That'll be the path of least resistance.
1: Bob, take a minute and explain the umbrella of protection a terminal okay. gives you, particularly if you've got horses in a stable in the backyard or dogs out in the yard. Explain yep. that umbrella of protection.
2: Yeah. Well, what, what happens is if, if, you, if you have an air terminal, say it's 20 foot high, um, you, could, you can take the tip of that air terminal and go on a 45-degree angle and bring it all the way out, and anything – under that protection can't get hit by lightning protection. So you don't have to have, you know, a bunch of air terminals because this is on top of the house. And, again, you, you look at the tip of that uh, air terminal and go down on a 45-degree angle, and you've probably got another 30 feet of protection. It's called the cone of protection.
1: You're protecting your horses uh, that are standing in the backyard on steel shoes. Mm-hmm. Mhm. <laughs> yep. You're protecting your dogs. I mean, I, I don't think people appreciate that as a value. Uh, protecting mm-hmm. the pets and the livestock as as important as maybe they should. I don't. I don't think that cone of protection uh, is common street knowledge.
2: No, it isn't. You know, and also that again, the lightning brings down that corona, and that's why a lot of animals. Um, get real nervous. Yeah, of course with the thunder, but it also real nervous because it'll uh, make their hair almost stand up. It's static electricity. So that's what really makes them scared. The thing and this will will absorb it so they won't have that problem.
1: The the thing that I do remember about lightning is it strikes in a in, a, in an area about the diameter of your thumbprint. And when it hits it's 1 million degrees. Yep. <laughs> I can't remember mm-hmm. how many volts it is, but I do remember it's 1 million degrees temperature being concentrated in the size of your thumbprint. Yep.
2: yep. The, the Army should use that. That's... <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, if they could figure it out, I'm sure they would. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well yeah, like, like I, a death ray... Again,
1: for surge protection and lightning protection, two very affordable insurance mechanisms for your property in preparing for monsoon season, but establishing a safety environment for your home year round. We would recommend calling Bob Ross, been a Rosie Certified Partner for years. And again, Bob,
2: your phone number. 480 229 2646 you know and and one more thing about that too um, there's no maintenance it's up there none and, and no no maintenance either with the surge protection or with the lightning protection no no maintenance whatsoever
0: one and done that's what is my that's favorite it. feature on uh both of those one and done mm-hmm. maybe yes and it protects you and your home for the duration your home is there. Bob Ross of Lightning Busters. You can also find him in the Lightning and Surge Protection at Rosieonthehouse.com. Final segment here of Rosie on the House. Our ten o'clock hours, our open line hour, our open home hour, listener and listener-driven content. We have the lines are uh, full. We are screening calls at the moment. It takes a little, little while. We like to make sure we got a good connection. Uh, that you, uh, what and, and, station are you listening
1: to us? Where are you in the state?
0: It, and. We don't take a lot of calls on air. What did you just say five minutes ago? You know, we we, we handle those off air. That doesn't make for great listening experience. But we also have texts at four one one nine two three. And Mike in Mesa has got a problem with his neighbor's trees, um, and he's talked to his neighbor about cleaning them up, and his neighbor won't do anything about it. And he's not only tired of the tree mess. But these trees are home to a large number of pigeons. Oh, and you know the mess that pigeons leave. And he's looking at where can I go now? He lives in Mesa. And what I would tell you, um, you know, each city may have their own uh, code on how to handle that. A lot of our arborists do a lot of
1: uh, tree law.
0: Thank you. It's it's statewide.
1: It's called tree law.
0: What to do, property lines, what you legally can and can't do uh, for this messy neighbor that you have. Uh, If he's breaking a law and not maintaining the trees, you know, the city of Mesa would then issue a, a corrective work order that, you know, if not addressed, you would get fined and so forth. So get in touch with an arborist that is familiar with the local tree law. And, you know, they can either point you to uh, how to find your own city's uh, tree law or uh, they offer a consulting fee that they can then, you know, give you a, a plan of action to follow. So good luck and hope that helps with your, uh, your neighbor. Uh,
1: which is just one of the takeaways from today's show. We had to save a tree in here this morning to start the show, Talking Trees. In particular today, the tree of the month was the Canary Island palm, uh, which I know I will never buy
0: <laughs> unless
1: I can unless I can get it sexed. Uh, I, I would only want a male. And I'm not a big fan of palm trees, so I doubt I'm ever going to plant one. But for those of you that like them, the male
0: Canary Island palm Does never it. litters. And they're nice. nice. They're much wider than the tall, skinny ones on there. So they if you're looking for shade, you know that's a palm tree that actually offers some kind of, of shading if planted correctly. And what I forgot to mention during that hour, Wednesday, July 21st, at the Phoenix Art Museum, TreesMatter.org is holding a screening of a 45-minute documentary called Intelligent Trees. And then after the screening, they're actually going to have a panel of experts discussing you know, the documentary and the information that they have in it, including uh, Steve Prevey, who's been on this broadcast yep. a number of times. So if you're R. A., uh, you are know, interested in trees and learning more about that, you can go to treesmatter.org. For even even if you're not interested in
1: trees, that documentary is worth seeing. You aren't going to believe the communication that goes on between neighboring trees and what they tell and talk to each other. Through their root system. It's it's mind-blowing. Just curious minds want to go and watch that. It's really intriguing. How about what your takeaways are from the 9 o'clock hour? Jennifer's new Aging in Place certification and uh, the resource that we're going to put in place as a regular part of the show.
3: Well, don't deny it. It's coming. (laughs) We're going to all age. Uh, Just think ahead. And, you know, we'd love to hear from our listeners any resources or products or... um,
1: Creative ideas you've had for aging in place, maybe for your parent or as you look forward to your own
3: retirement. We'd love, we're trying to build out a resource. We'd love to know your ideas too.
1: All right. Contact us at com. You know, we had a most
2: asked question of the week uh, a couple of weeks ago.
1: And remember when I asked you about grab bars? Yes, sir. Yeah.
3: Not only could you put those in a brand new house, whether you're young or old, doesn't that add value to the house too as well?
1: Well, it does. And once you, once you get accustomed to having it, uh, it it's a convenience. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mentioned specifically a, a client we have who fell and just the week before had been convinced by her family to wear uh, a med detector. Um, for that client, we installed a couple grab bars in their shower. She wasn't happy about it at the time. Matter of fact, she was borderline rude about it. You know, I was at her house just a week ago for something else. And she says, you know, I've really gotten where I like those. <laughs> so uh, they, they uh, can look nice. They can be uh, obtained in various finishes. Some of them can even be rigged with a night light. So as you walk in the bathroom, the places to grab and to support and catch your balance are lit. All kinds of nice features like that so the nine o'clock hour aging in place like jennifer says it's it's coming let's let it come with grace and preparation 10 o'clock hour my takeaway is i encourage all of you to get in touch with bob ross your home should absolutely be surge protected and you ought to seriously consider lightning protection as well but surge protection should be a code requirement for every house
0: in all of Arizona. RosieOnTheHouse.com between now and next Saturday. If you have questions about your home, castle, or cabin, do yourself maintenance, or you're looking for a certified partner to get the job done right the first time, enter your zip code, select the category of interest, and uh, by geolocation to your home, the closest results will show. And if you are a contractor looking to join, you can fill out your application there as well.